Previously on Cthulhu is Rad. You guys also noticed that between two of the very large windows, there's a door that is surprisingly normal sized. It's not ginormous like all the others. It's just a simple standard door. Max is very intrigued by the big fancy door, but also there's a normal sized door? What's in there? I think I am more interested in the door I recognize. Max is going to hick a flower from next to him and put it just across the border. It will and starts to turn sort of a gray. Yeah, I don't think we should go over there. With some of the water still left on the ground, I'm going to rub more away from the circle. Okay, you successfully erase another piece. But I will tell my fiery friend to get out of the circle as fast as possible. She's free from the circle. Good. Magic missile. He is down. And you guys can be out of initiative order. Woo. Gwen and Yanrith, your pagers beep. Okay. I look at the pager. You have received a page from Colleen asking you to meet, and it's marked urgent. Gwen, you have received a page from your mother asking you to come home. your name and your character name and if you were forced to give a 20 minute presentation with no prep what is the topic you would choose and this is why i don't let you prep <laughs> what um i have two routes i could go with that i don't know which one i want to pick <laughs> um crap yeah so I'm Denise, I play Max, and if if Max had no time to prepare for a presentation, the subject that he would probably pick that he's, I would say, most knowledgeable on is just, like, why weed should be legalized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Mel, and I play Susie Sanchez. I don't know why I always say her full name, but it's important. <laughs> um... <laughs> And she would give a 20-minute presentation, but it would probably go longer, about the uh, health benefits of surfing, mental and physical, and how everyone should try it at least once in their lives. And she would be very passionate. (laughs) I'm Jasmine. I play Gwen. And she would probably give, like, a 20-minute presentation about, you know... Just stay healthy. Make sure you drink water if it's for a bunch of people. Because she's like, you know, I guess I gotta be, you know, the health person. How smoking really is bad for you. It's not just a a health fad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I promise. It's really bad. How weed is as bad as, like, heroin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, is Gwen the creator of Reefer Badness? No. I'm Harrison. I play Yanrith Jones. And if forced to give an impromptu talk, it would be on common security vulnerabilities and how to exploit them in NASA intelligence installations. Boring. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how Susie would respond when he tried to give this talk.
Mm-hmm. No, no. You, yeah. you see, if you insert your thieves' tools into their locks, because they're not shielded in the back, you can actuate the tumbler silently and then get in and uh, do what you got to do and get out. Mm. Yeah, insert into their locks, do what you got to do and get out. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Gwen, don't you have, like, I don't know, heinous laughter to cast or something? Heinous laughter? <laughs> New spell name. Yeah. Ain't it. Heinous laughter. Oh, no. It's uh, hideous laughter. It's sexy laughter. Oh, no. To go along with your dirty 20. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yep. I'm Meriwether. I'm the DM. And if I had to answer this question for real, it would be like, why escape slash pina colada song is terrible and they should just stop seeing each other or Gilmore Girls and how they fucked up Rory (laughs) real bad in A Year in the Life or how season two of Legend of Korra is very, very bad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If I were to answer for NPCs, my standby of Bruce, Bruce would talk about history or some shit. That's not fun. (laughs) Martha would just sit there for 20 minutes and be a very good dog and everyone would sit there and listen while she gurgles at them. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she is a very good dog. We clap at the end. I would throw flowers. She just does a big stretch and everyone's like, oh, she's bowing. Oh, big stretch. <laughs> big stretch. <laughs> like, good job, Martha. Good job, big Martha. Stretch. So good. So you guys are in the center room. Yanrith has killed the three cultists that were just unconscious. And that's where you guys are. Can Susie speak again? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you, like, okay? Aren't you missing, like, hunks? Oh, yeah, that happens. Uh, tis a flesh wounds, literally. It happened to most everyone, I think. Not me. <laughs> it did not hurt you, but it did happen. You do have a chunk out of your arm. Because isn't it only me and the the fire girl and like maybe one or two other people that weren't affected it didn't happen to gwen didn't happen to you and the fire girl and yanrith i think also it didn't happen to okay i just couldn't remember if he got out of it beforehand or not did the chunk just kind of heal over or is there just nope yeah chunks out of your arm is it bleeding yeah, is it actively bleeding, or does it is it, like, cauterized? Because you said it didn't hurt, but... Yeah, I'm gonna go with, like, cauterized. It's gonna look like it's cauterized. It is a pretty big divot. So it has closed. Yeah. Okay. It didn't hurt when it happened, and it doesn't really hurt now. It's just gone. Yeah. Chunk of flesh. Ouch of skin. Okay. Um, anybody have anything I can, like, cover this up with? Bandages or anything? Uh, yeah. I pull out some bandages and give them to Susie. Thank you. Here you go. Let me bandage you up. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I can finally do my job. This is the one thing I know how to do. (laughs) The various NPCs will approach you with their various wounds. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Yep. Just like the hospital. They make, like, a line. (laughs) There are so many. Line up, get your bandages here. (laughs) It is four of them, because both of the Earth boys got snatched. 
Theron and Natham. And Martha. I patch them all up. So is the chunk just like in the void now? Where where did so just like pieces of meat? They went in in the circles, right? Yeah, but they like melded into the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. They they got absorbed. Yeah. Okay. Other than patching people up, what are we doing? Because Yanrith completely killed the two that were downed. Or the three, two, three. Can we go home, guys? Yeah. Wasn't that like the hero? Uh, boss battle? Like, <laughs> did we did we save the day? Can can we go home now? I mean, well, the others are still stuck here. They're still stuck here, and there's still whatever that weird, the weird manta ray thing. Yeah, mm. it's true. That bothers me. It's still around. You guys can roll investigate in this room, by the way. Yes, please. You can roll an investigate on the cultists and an investigate on the room itself, but I do want them to be separate rolls. I'll investigate the room. 21 on the cultists and 14 on the room. I got 16 plus 1, so a 17 investigation on room. I got a 3 on investigate room, so yeah. Oh, I got a 16 on investigate cultists, though. Uh, Max is far too busy getting lit again because I got a whole four on each. <laughs> Alrighty. So, I'm gonna start with the people who are investigating the cultists. Because that's first on my notes. Max, you can probably at least get this first bit with your four. <laughs> All of the cultists appear to be dressed pretty normally. Except they each have, like, a pin, like, small metal pin on their shirts that have, like, the same symbol on it. You can at least notice that much. The the little eyeball symbol? No. Compared to the last cult you encountered, they had, like, a full getup. These people are dressed very normally. Just, like, t-shirt, jeans, you know, regular clothes. Ganrith, you recognize this symbol as the symbol of the Sleeping Senate. But based on their dress and lack of any sort of weapons and the spells they use during your encounter, it doesn't seem like they don't strike you as a normally hostile group. Mm. Since they are in this shrine, clearly setting up for some sort of ritual, it's a safe assumption that they worship Azathoth, because that is the name you saw on the top of the shrine. Hold on, I gotta look at the map for this one, because I want to see which one of you is closest to a cultist. I think I am. Yeah, but you got a four, so you won't notice this. I mean, it might be me, since I just got done killing them. Killing yeah, them. so you're walking around. Yeah, I'm gonna say you notice a slap bracelet on one of them that has the same symbol <laughs> as their pin. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why? You know cultists and their slap bracelets. Heck yeah. It's classic. <laughs> and it also has some, like, magical symbols around it as well. But it is, in fact, a slap bracelet. <laughs> I I wish I had a spell slot to use detect magic on it, but I don't. You could call Max over to do it. Or you could roll Arcana. Oh, yeah. 19. 
Let's say you bend over to get a closer look at it, and you get a whiff that faintly smells of brimstone. And it is definitely a magic item. I'm not sure how well you can recognize it, though. Base. I, I don't know. You got a good roll, but I'm just not sure you would know. What does it feel like? You gotta touch it. I mean, it's a similar feeling to whatever magical aura you felt during the rumbles. I'll throw it in my bag. Okay. I think that's all Susie gets was the bit, that first bit before the slap bracelet thing. <laughs> all right. Yanrith, I'm going to say on this same cultist that you are already kneeling down to look at the slap bracelet, you notice that they also have a messenger bag that when they collapsed onto the ground, it fell open and some of the contents spilled out. Some of it is very standard bag contents like chapstick, paper, pens, mints, etc. The main thing that catches your eye is a file that has fallen out and... Unfortunately, it has tumbled into some of the cultists' blood, but there is a file there on the ground. Don't touch the blood! Max isn't suspicious, because Max doesn't know what's happening, but Denise is very suspicious. Um, I'll I'll pull it out of the blood. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to look inside the file, or are you just taking it with you? Um, kind of give it a little, little, little shake. A sloosh. To, to, you know, kind of get some of the blood off. Good schwack. Drag it across the ground. (laughs) Oh, hold on one sec. I like her rolling. (laughs) You get some blood on your pants. Oh. Ripperoni. I guess I'll open it. Oh, wait, no, I should definitely open it, because maybe the blood hasn't soaked through yet. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to figure out what you were doing with that. I'm like, you can take the files out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I do that. <laughs> I mean, there is blood on the paper, but there is still a decent amount of info that you can read. In it, there are some brief instructions about the ritual they were preparing. One of the first things that strikes you about this document is how surprisingly organized it is for a cult file. There is a two-scale diagram of where everything should be set with neat, tidy little notes about how to do it and when to set it up and all of that stuff. And they even have, like, a little, like, business header at the top (laughs) that in, like, all caps reads Sleeping Senate and in smaller print underneath it says Founded in 1969. (laughs) Nice. Business cult. Business cult. (laughs) There's the name for the episode. Oh, good. (laughs) However, you cannot find anything in the file about why they were preparing this ritual or what the ritual was trying to even achieve. If it was on the paper, it's in the parts that are smudged by the blood. You've heard a little about this cult in the past, probably from the DUA, but there is some local folklore that go around, but no one really believes that they're real. The DUA does, but, you know, the townsfolk don't. It's just sort of like a spooky thing, like, oh, have you heard of the sleeping senate? They're this weird cult that are around. (laughs) I don't know. You know how folklore is. Sometimes it's vague. (laughs) Weird cult. That's around. Well, I haven't read that part of my notes yet, so I don't remember what the folklore was. (laughs) (laughs) 
the folklore is generally that they're trying to keep a sleeping god sleeping. You now know that sleeping god to be Azathoth. Fuck. The DUA wasn't really sure, but they were keeping an eye on it, because they're always keeping an eye on weird cults. <laughs> out, out of character, we may have just fucked ourselves, guys. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, Continue. <laughs> but the DUA would know this part. They don't. The cult isn't really known for doing rituals, or at least you've never heard of them doing one before. So you're not really sure what would cause them to need one now. Well, wasn't there something before about the cult started to kind of turn from the old ways and start doing new things? Like since they're trying to awaken, was it as as a thought? specifically that they were trying to awaken i don't remember what it was but there was information on that and like they just kind of started to change their ways because of like different things happening unless i'm confusing that with something completely random unrelated somebody's trying to wake him and it says it's the same people who used to maintain his sleep yeah that which would be the sleeping senate yeah yeah hmm. So, like, if they were originally keeping him asleep, there's got to be something going on for them to suddenly switch it and try to awaken him. Mm-hmm. New management? <laughs> Mrs. Sanchez! <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was the villain all along. Wow, that would be a twist. <laughs> so that's what you get from your roll. A slap bracelet and a file. A bloody file. So, building people. Max and Susie, I don't think you're going to get anything because even the lowest form of my tier of investigation has info that I'm not sure you guys would know. You guys are in your own little world. Susie, you're distracted with the chunk missing from your arm and probably talking to the NPCs. That strikes me as something she would do about the fellow chunk missers. <laughs> Sup, mother chunkers. <laughs> and Max, I don't know. Yeah, you can be smoking. You can be hanging with Susie. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> You're, but you are not paying attention to this building. Max decided, all right, there's a small break. A little bit too stressful. Time to calm down. <laughs> You've been busy for several hours in this fucking shrine. <laughs> yeah. I only got one tiny little break. <laughs> You've been down here for like a day, like a whole ass day. It feels like months. It does feel like months. It's so weird how that happens. <laughs> so long. <laughs> how a day takes months. So f- from what I know of this group, this ritual does not seem like something they would even come up with on their own, right? The DUA doesn't know much about this group because they haven't really been causing that much trouble, so it hasn't been of high priority, but it does seem out of character based off your very limited knowledge about them. Okay. Well, but them not being on the DUA's radar much is also information because it means they haven't been doing things. So Gwen and Ganreth, you're already looking around. Gwen... You know, you're patching people up and then you're curious, I guess. Yeah. So you guys are looking around the room and you guys both know that the city of Everton was founded in 1514. 
And even if this cult had been established at the founding of the city, there is no way that anyone could have built this building and gotten it underground. Based off the wear and tear of this building, it's been empty for a very long time. And, you know, it's a massive structure underground. So it is clearly older than Everton. So that just sort of doesn't add up. Carved into the wall, there appears to be some writing in that same old language you saw on the top of the shrine. And, you know, as we talked about previously, similar to the language you saw in the book. But it's not the same language, but it is a similar language. So you guys see that on the wall. Hey, Max. Yeah. Have you ever seen your dad read anything that looked kind of like this? Uh. You've never seen this type of language before, except it looks like the type on the top of the shrine. Okay, so Max is just going to stare at it for a second and go, No, but it kind of looks like that stuff that we saw when we came in here. Yeah. Good job. Gwen. Yep. Yep. I'm on it. Do you know comprehend languages? I have my tape of charming. Yep. So the writing says this structure shall keep the blind idiot sleeping, surrounded by the trinkets that shall fill his dreams and keep him sedated. Calm and restful he shall remain. For when he wakes, all things that keep him peacefully sleeping will be destroyed, and all of us shall end. Mm. The blind idiot. It's not very nice to call people idiots. The blind idiot is in all caps. However, I'm not quite sure if that works for this writing. I didn't think about that part. And that's all Yanrith gets. Gwen notices that at the front of the room, carved into what remains of a giant podium, there is a symbol of a snake encircling the sun and the moon. Looks similar to the Caduceus. The what? Like the first aid. Are you talking about the weird snake cross thing? Yes. Where the snakes are double helixed. Yeah. Okay, what are you guys doing? So, currently, I'm going to say this just so that you guys are aware of where I stand with the current situation. I gotta be honest, I don't much care about anything else in this room because I don't think I can get any other kind of information from this room. But you remember that hallway where we fell through the floor and there was that like normal sized door that Max really, really wanted to go through? Max still really wants to go through that door. The one that we tried to go to and then we fell in through the... No, because you guys all opted to go to the big doors first instead of that one. And then we fell through the floor. I vaguely remember this door. I've heard tell of this door. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was on the opposite side of where the courtyard would be. Yeah, it was on the outer perimeter of the shrine. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we can backtrack. We gotta figure out how to get over to that area, though, from where we're at. You guys do have urgent messages, though. They were marked urgent. Oh, yeah. Just for information for the two people that did get those pages. My mother, she needs me. <laughs> I don't believe that this place will go anywhere. 
Oh, you say that, and now it's going to. Oh, no. It's going to, like, sink deeper or something. Hope so. Maybe nobody will go in it. <laughs> I mean, if we do leave, I want to come back. We didn't go into that other hallway, did we? Because we immediately went back to the center hallway where the garden windows are. Yeah, you went to the hallway between fire and earth. Yeah, we backtracked. Yeah. So now I'm curious if in that other hallway there's a door like there is Kitty Corner. There's a, a small door on the outside wall in that hallway, If since everything else has been fairly symmetrical so far. But anyways, uh, urgent messages. That's probably going to be taken care of before whatever else, as much as I want to go through that other door still. We, we can come back. Well, that also leaves us with how to get out. The rope. And we can always try and squeeze through the way Martha came. Yeah, I was going to say, we have that route too, but I don't think Susie fits in there. She does not. It's okay, I can stay here forever. We can make her fit. We just have to do a lot of work. <laughs> what do we want to do with our new friends? Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um... I don't think Max's house is big enough for all these people. No. As much as Max would love to have a sleepover. We could have a campsite in the woods. I wish I had my car. So we could just take them home with us. You mean, you mean the car that got eaten by a tree? It's fine. I'm good. <laughs> what do we want to do with these guys? Because I want to help them, but how... How are we supposed to do that? Yeah, we don't know of any way to get them back home. Uh, let's go to the library and research ways to bring them home. Would that work? Maybe. We need a wise old wizard. That's what we need. What? We could ask Amy, since she's got a big farmhouse. Would she think these people are aliens, though? I mean... And she's a civilian. Mm. So Gwen and I have places to be. Susie, can you watch out for our new friends? Um, sure. I can do that. I'm an adult. <laughs> Max, would you mind coming with me? Yeah, sure. Max is going to start following Anrith and be like, wait, what about that door, though? That that window? We'll, we'll come back for the door. We'll come back for the door. Okay. Where do we want to meet up? Post our respective errands. Pancake Hut. I mean, uh, Max's house. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people for Max's house. It is. Says no one, because none of my NPCs that are there have seen Max's house. <laughs> nope. I mean, we'll all physically fit, maybe. Just not for sleeping purposes. It's a very small house. Yeah, it's like one room. <laughs> yeah, studio. Yeah, it's a studio house. <laughs> Got a tiny kitchen with, like, island counter, dividing it from the living room, and then a single bedroom, and then a small bath. That's it. That's all you get. And Max already has a Goliath as a roommate. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I still say it would be fun to camp, like, behind the house. <laughs> Do we not still have access to Susie's apartment? 
yeah, Susie still technically has her apartment. She probably has... I'm gonna say that it's, like, the second week of the month, so she probably has, like, two more weeks until she probably can't pay rent. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Susie isn't gonna make rent this month. Because yeah. she doesn't have a job and, uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she probably has it for a little while longer. Yeah, for now, they could stay there. It's still small, but it could sort of work. It'll work for now. Okay. I can I can bring them there. Are you alright going back there? Yenrith says in a in a rare display of emotional intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Now I have new friends, so I can go. Okay. We could always split it, too. Have, like, one or two people go to Max's and the rest go with Susie. That's a good idea. I could get the two Earth boys. Hello. (laughs) Since I'm in the woods. I have an apartment, too, if we need more space. Divide and conquer. They're all just, like, shifting awkwardly while you have this conversation. Just pretending they're not, like, actively listening. (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) And wave at them. (laughs) Natham will very excitedly wave, and Lolith will also wave. No one else waves. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I just go up to them, and I just go, well, so, for now, we don't know how to get you back. Do you want to roll me a diplomacy? Is diplomacy a thing in this? Might be persuasion. I think it might just be persuasion. I like diplomacy. It's it's got a better ring to it, yeah. Well, because it makes sense. Because you're not necessarily trying to persuade them. You're just trying to have good people skills. I mean, it might be the same plus if you just do a flat charisma roll. Because that's just people skills. Roll me a people skill. Roll me that people. My persuasion is better because I... What, improficient? Yeah. Yeah, you're proficient in it. Yeah, so, uh, I got a dirty 20. Okay, then proceed. (laughs) Um, but we have three places where you could stay. You could stay with Max or Susie or me, and we'll figure out how to get you back sometime. But is that okay with you guys? They'll all, like, tentatively nod. Desen will be like, we don't really have another option, I suppose. (laughs) I mean, you could stay down here, but that's, I wouldn't. I I really don't want to stay down here. This doesn't seem like a chill place to hang. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, (laughs) yeah. Okay. New roomies. Okay, first things first. Is anyone allergic to cats? Mm -hmm. I'm allergic to nothing because I'm a ghost. (laughs) Lilith goes, I'm allergic to peanuts. I don't like peanuts much anyway so i think i can swing that she's not much for nuts <laughs> that one might have been his character <laughs> max cannot have peanut allergy people because trail mix is life mm. <laughs> okay so i guess lolith is going with Susie. Cool. i mean they're all going with Susie right now right yeah yes until other things can be sorted out after okay Dezen's gonna lean over to Yenrith and be like, uh, are there a lot of ghosts around? How worried should I be about people seeing me? 
Do animals talk in this universe? Because I don't want to freak them out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there are a lot of ghosts in this dimension. <sighs> um, DM knowledge? No, not really. <laughs> there are occasional ghosts, but they don't really tend to be the friendly type, so they're not usually like the average citizen. <laughs> gotcha. I would stay out of view if you can. I'll do my best. Is Desmond like see through? Yeah. Like, I guess I'd never thought about that. <laughs> She's a ghost. Yeah, but in different things, he'll be like, oh, they're see through, or they're just not fully formed, or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, she doesn't technically walk. She hovers slightly above the ground because ghosts don't have a walking speed, but they do have a flying speed. Wee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone else would exist. The fire elemental is where it gets a little dicey. The giant's gonna be a little weird. This is all knowledge probably Yanrith would have, because giants are sort of usually a very private people, and most of them live sort of off from the main society. Like, you know, the closest giant town that's near you guys is in the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing someone from New Zealand. People from New Zealand don't exist. <laughs> like, you can meet someone from New Zealand. It can happen. But for the most part, they stay in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, they do show up sometimes, but not often. People will probably give Lolith like the side eye, but they won't be shocked beyond belief. What? What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh my god. They'll know what a giant is, and unless they're very rude, they'll probably leave him alone. They'll just look a little confused. Like when you have an accent and people always ask you to, like, say something. Mm. Uh-huh. Ugh. I assume Susie's is probably the best for him anyway, because she probably lives in a larger, being accommodating apartment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are you guys doing right now? Let's get out of here. Yeah. We made our arrangements. Yanrith has to decide what's happening now. Max is just following. We're just backtracking now. Yep. Yeah, which way are you guys going? Good question. Let's see. So we're in the cultist room. Wherever our rope was. Your rope is in the hallway between gray sand and water. So I guess we have to go all the way around past the eggs? Realistic answer is go back to tree, go back to air, go through to water, and then go out that way. Yeah. Okay. You guys walk out into what I've been calling the donut-shaped room. Mm-hmm. Roll me a perception? Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. You guys always say uh-oh whenever I ask you to roll anything. Because <laughs> it's scary. It is. Scary. Eight. Fifteen. 13. 21. <laughs> Max is feeling great. He's all about it. He's here now. <laughs> Yanrith asked me to do something. Max is just feeling so included right now. My big brother loves me. He's just one with all of the plants in nature. He's got to protect all these NPCs. He's got to <laughs> figure it out. He's got to be at the top of his game. So you all can notice this, even Yanrith. The room is glowing slightly. The walls, the gray sand, the weird trees, they all have like a slight shimmer to them. Mm. 
Then Max, Gwen, and Susie, you all notice that there is a door on the other side of the sand, and there is a path that is slightly illuminated. Like across the uh, threshold? Yeah, the sand part. There's a path that leads to, like, the door. Max, with your 21, you remember that there was a path you took through the tree section that sort of gave you immunization against whatever sort of trickery was happening and you guys had to walk like single file along it and before only like Yanrith could see it but now because there is clearly some sort of weird glowy magic happening it must pool to areas where magic is sort of already instilled and since this path has sort of an immunization spell on it you think that the glowing has sort of been drawn to it like a magic magnet kind of thing. So is it still the same thing? It's just glowing now? Like the glowing isn't extra? Yeah, before you couldn't see the path, Yanrith could sense it, and now you can see the path. There's a visual component to the path now. Okay, so the glowing isn't necessarily like a different magic kind of thing. It's just like now it's activated. Yeah, now it is visual. Um, okay, well, Max notices that, and he's gonna very, very slowly approach the threshold where that path is, look at it, and very slowly step across following that path, just to see what happens if anything happens. Uh, Max? Hold on. What you doing? Hold on. You're good. Max is fine. (laughs) So I I cross the threshold and I'm fine? Yeah. Alright. So... Max is in the gray sand. Yeah. Okay, so this is a make backtrack faster path. Okay, so I guess for everybody else, Max is just going to be like, guys, guys, follow behind me in in a line like we did before. Yeah, all right. And go ahead towards the door. I'm following Max. The NPCs will follow. I'm assuming I see the door on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assuming with a roll of eight, I notice Max. Yes, you do notice that. So, pathway goes to door? Yes, pathway goes to door. Open door. You see the hallway where you started in. Unless you're opening the other door, because there are two doors there that lead to different hallways. No, I don't care about the other door as much if we're leaving. Okay. I mean, I, I personally care about the other hallway, but, like, there's a set goal here. So, Max is gonna go towards relevant door and go through door. Alrighty, you guys see your rope. Rope, yay. This episode was produced and edited by Meriwether Minix. The intro and outro were composed by Jasmine Blackman. Sound design by Melody Berkabile and Harrison Minix. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Cthulhu is Rad, all one word. And on Instagram at Cthulhu underscore is underscore rad. Or email us at CthulhuIsRad at gmail.com. You can find us on any podcast app. We would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating, review, or even just tell a friend. Thank you for listening.